And welcome to I'm Bored. I am Dan Klein. Uh, I am joined again, first two-time guest. Uh, no, second two-time guest. Jason, Jason was on twice, but Jason oh. and I wrote two books together. So that's, that's pretty good. that makes sense. <laughs> it does. So joining me is Steve Dennis. Uh, Steve is playing as part of my, my music series. I've apparently become Bill Graham here. Uh, and Saturday night at 7 o'clock uh, on the East Coast, Steve is playing. If you're a Facebook friend of mine, you can find it at facebook.com slash Dan Klein. If you're not a friend, friend me. Uh, pr you're probably not listening if you're not my Facebook friend. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll share it on at Worst Ideas, which is my Twitter handle. Uh, and I share it on Instagram, but Steve doing that is probably a lot more useful because I, I only use Instagram to talk to people like Steve. So <laughs> how is Massachusetts holding up? Uh, man, I, I honestly, it's... I think it's changing a little bit, but I haven't been outside besides today in, I don't know, about three weeks. So it seems to be pretty um, tightly bonded around here. Yeah. So Florida, no time ever feels correct. So people tell me it's Passover and yeah. Sunday's Easter. I'll believe them. But right? having, having not been in a store, at least if you're in a store, you'll see like, oh, like they're selling a lot of Cadbury eggs. Like <laughs> that, that should mean something. <laughs> yeah, um, right, right. But it's always hot. I mean, you know, from, from spending four months in sort of tropical climates, every day is exactly the same. Like it's very, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe it rains. So you right. did something that I did as well. And then we'll talk, we'll go back and talk about the music series. Sure. Um, you went to the liquor store. Tell me what that experience is like. Going to, going to a liquor store in Massachusetts is like religion. Oh man. Yeah. There's, there's some at every corner, you know, but um, today I went in for the first time. I want to stay two weeks and um, I was just walking in like it was any other day for the most part. And I get stopped as I'm about to walk in. He's like, wait, wait, are you working here? Or do you have to get uh, some liquor? I was like, I'm just going to shop around. He's like, all right, man, there's a bit of a line. And then I look outside and there's like 12 people separated by red lines, six feet apart. Oh, so it was a very odd experience, man. But I mean, I understand. Yeah. See, like that's the, the rule at most stores. My mother tells me like her Whole Foods and she lives in Salem. Um, mm -hmm. Her, that is crazy and that you can't get a delivery slot not yeah. really like that in florida so you can that's get what a i've heard whole, yeah you can get a whole foods delivery slot if you um plan ahead so you mm -hmm. have to like sort of keep going back and forth and like i needed taco shells today so it and i didn't right. want to go in the store it took me like 45 minutes of toggling back and forth but eventually i got my taco shells right. but instacart which is how i get liquor they're like three or four four or five days out it's not that bad okay no, that's but, not terrible. So I put in a liquor order and like, I put in like the liquor order as if I was like throwing a bar mitzvah. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> like, like, like I, I had to grab my son and admittedly some of it was like seltzer for him and, and you right. know, other, cause it's, that's actually the best place to get like a lot of beverages. Like they have Red Bull, they have iced right. coffee. Like we have Total Wine, which is a really good liquor store. That's um, actually where I went today. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. That, those weren't in when I, in my part of Massachusetts, we had Cappy's. Yeah, 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 cappies are everywhere. The one in Route One in Saugus, and you go to uh, Revere, everywhere. Danvers. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that the cappies people were uh, uh, pulling some dirty tricks to keep the total wines out of the, the greater Swampscott area. I would think you're probably right on that one, yeah. So I literally, I think it was six bottles, but it was like those big bottles like you get, you know, like the 1.75 liters. And right. again, not because I'm going for alcoholism, because... <laughs> my day is so busy. I'm very lucky I'm working that right. nobody ever hits their delivery window. So my whole foods delivery window today was three to five. It showed up at two fifteen. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, that's great. But I was in a call yeah. when it happened. Right, you, have right. to, you have to, 
meet them at the door. So I literally like walked down with my phone in my hand, had the guy put the stuff on the ground and stood outside for 20 minutes finishing my meeting. So I kind of just wanted to get the liquor order out of the way. But I have to say, I'm hosting live for Molly Molly Full tonight at nine o'clock. And I do plan to open the show, you know, welcome to the gin gin and tonic hour of the night, (laughs) Uh, which I won't be drinking because I'll be working. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, so Steve, did you see the show last Saturday? I did. I watched Sam play a few songs. He was great, man. And, uh, he's like the French Rob Thomas, in my opinion. <laughs> so I've gotten that about him uh, more a, a lot of times. And uh, I yeah. think you both do the same Matchbox 20 song. Probably. I do 3 a.m. Um, he does 3 a.m. as well. Yeah. I forget the other one that I do, but uh, it's been a little while since I even had a gig, so my mind's all over the place, man. <laughs> it, well, it's it's funny. He posted today on Facebook just like a compendium of like somebody shot him playing. I think it was New Year's Eve, so it was really. I saw packed. this. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a great show. Yeah, it was actually like not a lot of songs I remember him playing. So like, okay. he he broke out the monkeys. I'm a believer, and like, it was it was oh, kind yeah. of a, a cool set. The set he played Saturday night, which. I, I actually did uh, build a YouTube site to like save these for posterity, uh, but I cool. haven't asked him or you, so I haven't promoted that yet. So w- once we all decide if we're going to let this be public, then maybe I'll share them. But I thought it would be cool to have them. Sure. Like, as weird as it sounds, like, I don't know, maybe you're going to want to show your kids someday that you like played a yeah, gig during, you know, the great COVID-19 or coronavirus <laughs> right. or wherever right. we're calling this. Uh, so you are way younger than me. Do I wouldn't say way. Do your pa- oh, I'm 46. You're what, 25? <laughs> 26. So it's a, it's a, two, oh, yeah. so, yeah, a 20 year know, difference. It, it, yeah. I have a 16 year old kid. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's drinking non alcoholic seltzers. That's he's drinking right? non alcoholic seltzers. Oh, okay. All right. Here's the thing I view alcoholic seltzer as totally fine to drink, like in the cruise ship hot tub or like on the private mm-hmm. island. That doesn't seem like the manliest night drink for me. I would not say that. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't uh, go near those things really. Like if you're performing and trying to stay hydrated, that's like, mm. that's like drinking a kombucha. Like, sure, it's fermented. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. I, I don't know that there's a, like the amount I'm way full from drinking truly is way before I'm the tiniest bit buzzed. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, completely agree. Because, you know, in, like just as, like performing wise, if I'm drinking anything, I try to stay away from carbonated stuff. And like I've had a couple of Trulies or what do they call them? White Claws. While I was singing before and I had two of them and I was burping in between songs. So I was just like, I try to avoid that stuff. I go to the harder stuff, maybe just like a glass of whiskey or something. Yeah. So what do people send you when you're, when you're playing? Is it different on board than it is uh, in a bar or you know, in a it's restaurant? Funny. Um, the first time I got uh, sent a drink was, uh, it was like the, the first week I was on the ship last year and somebody heard that I was from Boston. They sent over this Boston tea party drink <laughs> and I couldn't tell you what was in it, but it was like tea and some kind of liquor and I was and it was nasty it was like not the thing you want to drink while you're playing because it's more or less of a dessert you know <laughs> but um I, I've gotten uh into the a kind of a routine of kind of kind of letting people know that I drink Jameson ginger ale as well singing so that's usually what I get yeah I always thought it was weird I had this conversation with that with our mutual friend Amber Cole who's playing mm-hmm. uh, much much closer to you than me but someone we both know uh she's yeah. playing the third week of the music series and, and we right, talked about that. what drinks people send her because mm-hmm. I watched some nights people would send her like really elaborate like martini glass drinks with like ice cream and like that just doesn't feel like what you right drink. like who the hell was gonna drink that while playing piano <laughs> like yeah it like it, it the the last cruise I was on with Sam which I think was was after the last cruise I was on with you it occurred to me 
that I was tipping him anyway, but I should send him a drink. So I just asked, I'm like, what do you want? Like, tell the yeah. bartender what you want. Like, and, you know, and the bartenders are actually nice about it. Like they charge you way less than the full okay. price of oh, a cool. drink. Yeah. And I don't think they publicize that. I'm guessing they don't do it if they don't like you as much. Uh, I, I mean, the right. performer, not, not me. I, I think right, there's right. a little bit of discretion or maybe like I, I've seen with Sam, they will send over like a full glass of whiskey. Like there's oh, no shit. mixer, okay. and, you know, and they're charging me $7 for it. I've also <laughs> right. found, found, and you know, I mean, I'm sure you have some friends on the wait staff there. If you're nice to them, I know that like the first drink I get is always like the legal, what it's supposed to be. But right. like the second night after you've like made some friends or maybe you know somebody, they're just filling your drink. So you don't, they don't have to time. Yeah, be bothered with you. Once mm -hmm. they know you're not like a bad drunk, <laughs> yeah yeah man because you do see those people that go on cruise ships though that probably shouldn't be drinking as much as they are so did, did you have any bad drunk experiences uh either in a in your current yeah not your quite current but the gigs you were playing right. in boston or the gigs you were playing on a cruise ship uh i guess one time on the cruise ship i wouldn't call it bad it's just more so annoying i guess um mid-song there was this guy I'm not sure where he was from, but he thought it was okay just to come up and grab the microphone and start singing the song. And oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't take that stuff very well, so um, I got a little bit of physical altercation, but not too bad. I, I grabbed the mic back, but yeah, that happens from time to time. But you kind of grow to, I guess, laugh at it, you know, instead of taking it too seriously. But like, I, I'm actually amazed having been on. I mean, obviously, you've been on more than I have, but I've probably been in more places because I could, you know, not you have to work at night. I can be in different right. places. I'm amazed at how you don't see that many pass out drunks. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know if it's the cruise ship, but I think Royal Caribbean does a great job at kind of monitoring stuff like that. So it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. Cause I, I was uh, in, in the sports bar one night watching uh, Celtics, maybe like one okay. of the Boston teams. Of course. Yeah. And, and saw a guy and you know, I, it's really fun to watch like an important game in a crowd of people. Like right. it, it's people instantly bond. Um, mm -hmm. And there were a bunch of Celtics fans there and I forget who they were playing, but they weren't playing anyone that like had a fan base. So right. it was kind of a pro Boston crowd. And mm -hmm. a guy came up and he was too drunk to be served. Like he was like ah. slurring his words, like, <laughs> right, right. And, and they wouldn't serve him. And I don't know how they did it, but I watched him walk to other bars. Cause there's a lot of bars on that, on that stretch. And they absolutely knew, I mean, he was visibly drunk, but if he had just like sort of, pulled himself together and like pointed he probably could have got something but there's mm -hmm. obviously some sort of like courier system to like send somebody around to make sure that doesn't happen because right he did not get a drink like he got offered a bottle of water <laughs> at every <laughs> right. place right i right. was i was on um have you seen the ads for the two-day cruises out of west palm beach it's like a fifth no. cruise line really like, no i have not 199 it goes to now they go to nasa they used to go to grand bahama which obviously was somewhat destroyed right uh and th there's no drink package so people get off and they like they do an excursion that's all you Just, can drink yeah right and Go balls to the wall they either don't get back on <laughs> or I, I I've never seen more people just like sleeping in like an unnatural position like by the pool right right and neck is dipped in the water <laughs> yeah, yeah like like you'll see on the royal ships like someone who like maybe had a couple beers and they're they're sleeping but mm -hmm. like they have their hat nicely right. over their face like like they're not right. like splayed out like as if they, they passed get some out. class yeah th th this was as it was fun but it was as yeah. low rent i also my son was maybe 14 at the time i had a lot of questions i had to answer on that right. trip that uh, so so what do you miss most 
About the cruise itself? No, about playing. I mean, about oh, I mean, playing. My, just my the life. High. Yeah, just just to fit. My life is like kind of the same, except I can't do fun stuff. Your life right. is like on hold. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's like it's just every time you play. I mean, for, at least for me, which I'm really appreciative of. of um, I, if I'm having a bad day or whatever, I can always count on that gig at night just to kind of get me through whatever. And just like every single gig, for the most part, I just get like a natural high just from playing and singing along with people and. I mean, you have a couple of drinks, so you have fun. But I think just that it's that release that um, I miss, you know. So right. that's been tough. Have uh, Have you built a following? Do you see the same people coming to uh, the Harborside or, or Angela's or other places you play? Yeah, Harborside. Uh, it's more or less just kind of um, travelers from other states and countries that go and I see a lot, which is cool because it's a little bit of a difference from the usual crowd. But um, I play or had played at um, Wild Rover, which is right across the street from Harborside. It's near uh, Faneuil Hall um, every Friday from four to eight or something like that. And yeah, I would see some familiar faces every single week, probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 actually, because there's a ton of kids that go to school or down the street, people coming out of work. So yeah, there's some relationships that I miss. So, so now like they were regulars, but now they're coming like partly to see you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a few choices over there in Faneuil Hall, you know, so it was nice to see people coming back to Wild Rover, which isn't known as the greatest, most fancy bar in the area, but it's a fun time. It, uh, Boston is a weird bar city. I think we talked about it last time. Uh, right. So the subway closes at midnight, but the bars mm-hmm. close at two. Makes zero sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's one. Because like, when I first moved to New York, I eat dinner like abnormally early compared to my New York friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, we're going out to dinner. Let's meet at six. And they're like, how about 830? <laughs> like, right, right. And I would say, but the bar's closed. <laughs> like, like, how are we going <laughs> right. to get the train back? And they're like, yeah, like the, the subway runs all night. And like the last train is two in the morning. Like, I, wow. you're okay. What time do the bars close over there? What's it, two or three? So uh, there are bars that close at three. I think there are bars that under certain circumstances can stay open later. Uh, I know That's here crazy. in West Palm, there is one, I would not go into it for a thousand dollars bar <laughs> yeah. that, that uh, is open until 5 a.m. In fact, it, wow. it has a neon sign advertising it as a 5 a.m. liquor store. And okay. it's, it's actually off of Okeechobee, which is kind of like Route 1. Oh, damn, that's busy. This does not seem like a place like an all-night bar should yeah. be. There, there's also like a hole in the wall near the airport that I think is open till 5 a.m. Okay. And I'm going to assume that's a little nicer because it's probably like pilots that know they have like yeah. a four-hour window before they're in that 24 hours they can't drink. Mm-hmm. So, right. so it's probably like a somewhat classier crowd. But Yeah, I do wonder what kind of clientele you get in that other one that goes up till 5. Yeah, it feels like someone like – I okay, if, if there are bars that cater to hospitality workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you work in a hotel and you close the bar at midnight, there are absolutely bars that are open to like 3 a.m., They'll serve you. They'll give you drinks. They'll, that is a sort of special thing if you know what they are. This is right. not one of those bars. This is right. like Moe's from The Simpsons where like if you open, the, you open the door, people are like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the light coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talked about that you were interested in maybe uh, taking a look at, at Key West. Have you ever done the yeah. drive from Miami to Key West? No, I really wish I had the time to. But when I did leave the ship, um, instead of flying home, I drove and I kind of went up the northern route going toward Cocoa Beach and all the way up to Boston. But Key West has been on my mind for a long time because I'm a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. I know he um, kind of had a start over there. So 
somewhere I do want to venture out eventually. So the whole place is full of Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> that, right, right. And I don't yeah. mean like the actual guy, like where there is a Margaritaville there, but like mm-hmm. that sort of musical spirit, there's a lot of right. people that you're not really sure if they're making any money, but they're playing music. But as you right. drive there, eventually it becomes this sort of like endless bridge and with like little pockets of city. And my son and I wanted to stop. Uh, I wanted to stop at a liquor store and he wanted something to drink. So we pull up to what is it, the first I've ever seen drive through liquor store. Wow. Okay. And it's 10 a.m. in the morning. We get out of the car. We decide not to drive through because it doesn't look like anyone is going to come wait on us. There right. is like a lizard half the size of an alligator in the driveway. <laughs> and then when you go in, there is a small, pretty crappy liquor store right at the front of the bar. Uh, right. And, you know, I'm, I'm just buying a gift for my friend who I'm meeting there. So I'm looking for a decent bottle of scotch. Don't know why I didn't do that at home. But yep. in the back of it is a bar that had like 30 people in it, but they looked like the walking dead. Like it was 10 a.m. in the morning. Right. And I don't know when the bar, when they started, but they were well into it. No, I bet. <laughs> that sounds like a kind of a wild time. It's a good start, I guess, getting it to Key West, you know? That, yeah, I mean, Key West itself, and, and I think we've had this discussion. I don't remember if it was on the last show or it's very much as if you parked a cruise ship um, with the exception that the food is a lot better. The right. fresh seafood. You, think you don't like uh, cruise food? <laughs> well, on the Navigator, I generally do the, uh, the ultimate dining package because it's a really right. good deal. So that's oh, you actually... go into uh, Chops, man. I, I went to Chops at the end of my contract for the last month or so. It was once a week, man. It was, it was, it was great. Yeah. So like if, if I'm alone, it's usually 59 bucks for the three nights and you can eat wow. in each one of those restaurants. And I would say Chops is like a Ruth's Chris equivalent. Like it's not like a right. top tier steakhouse, but it's really good for yeah. $20 essentially. It's basically uh, all you can eat, right? Yeah, I mean, it's one entree, but like how many steaks do you need? So right, you can right. get, you know, all the appetizers, all the soups, all, not that you're going to, but, uh, and then the seafood restaurant is is not bad. The Japanese restaurant is not bad. And Jamie right. Oliver's is a really good Italian restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not dissing the regular dining room. We, we did the regular dining room Thanksgiving week on, on Explorer. You can diss that all you want, man. I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> it was fine. You know, yeah. like it's a good experience in that that tends to be the, the more junior waiter, it's kind of a more interesting story. Um, right. Takes three or four nights to to learn to pronounce the name, usually. Right. Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> uh, though, though I was in, uh, I think it was Izumi on Independence, maybe, maybe Explorer. Okay. And the waiter comes up to me and he says, do you remember me? And I wanted to say, like, yeah, of course I do. How many people do you think I know named Eep? <laughs> <laughs> right. Seriously. You, you might know more than one, but I right. do not. Like, it's funny yeah. that you mentioned that is, uh, during the pack drills, which is uh, my spot was in the dining room. Uh, all of us in the, the group would go around to each table looking at the little name cards on the table because they have them for like the names of the table and the people. <laughs> so we'd see like what different names were coming in and if we could pronounce them or not. It was, it was a good time. Well, one of the harder things is, you know, as a passenger, I know it matters if you give like, you know, call out somebody by name in like oh, the review time. you're supposed to do. So you're easy. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you're, I'm like, my, like, I took a picture of my waiter's name and I still can't come up with right, what it is. Yeah. Like, like there's like four X's and like, because um, right. as you know, I mean, what percentage would you say of people on a ship working are American? Oh man. Um, I don't know how many people work on the ship, but I know I was one during the first few months I was there. I was one of maybe like 10 or 11, maybe 12 at max. So it's not many. And the Americans are doing like what, like hotel management. They're not, they're not waiting tables for the most part. 
It's usually um, just like performers, honestly. Like I know there was another musician on the boat, David, who played in the piano bar. A couple of people in the production cast were American. That was about it. That, uh, yeah. So, you know, this, this, if anyone's wondering, and you can check this out at my actual line of work at Motley Fool, why the cruise lines aren't getting federal bailouts, it's because they're <laughs> not American companies. They are not. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, dude, you should see how many people are from, I don't know, Europe and everywhere else. It's, it's not, although they're, I guess, based in America, it's not very American. It's uh, yeah, they have headquarters in Miami, but they're all flagged in like Panama or, or wherever else. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I should so know are, these things. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. This is what I do for a living. Uh, and <laughs> right, frankly, right. anything you write about cruise lines right now is like absolutely like devoured. So it's right. a, it's a it's a good space to be writing about. Uh, speaking of writing, are you writing? Yeah, man. Um, I've written no since the quarantine kind of started. I guess maybe three songs in in uh, full. So uh, it's been a lot. I'm trying to write. A little bit every night but i'm trying to stay motivated because it's, it's hard to stay motivated right now with really nothing to base it off of but um yeah i've got a song that came out uh last friday called uh, when will we know it's on spotify itunes all that stuff if you just look up steve dennis on any of those platforms it should pop up yeah and, and that's a song which by the way it's a great song which i've told Thanks, you in, in other venues uh but it it encapsulates what we're all going through right now right is it hard to write about things that aren't this situation <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, because I'm very much like an in-the-moment writer, I guess you'd say. Um, I need things to inspire me. It's kind of hard for me to just, like, pull from something that's not happening at the moment. So this is actually, in a way, although it's a very terrible thing, has helped me out with writing, you know. Right. So uh, my writing process, I, I've been a professional, you know, word writer, not music writer, for like, mm -hmm. as long as you've been alive, 26 years. <laughs> and most of the time, once I know what I'm going to write about, it's written in my head well before it's on the paper. Right. How does your music process work? Do you hear it or do you actually write as you go? So uh, thank, thankfully, I have an iPhone that has the voice memo app on it. And um, whenever I just, I'm, I'm always humming something or just kind of thinking of things if I see something. Um, I'll just go right to my phone and record a little bit of a dun, 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 or just a lyric that I like a lot. And then I'll pull from that later on in the night when I get a little quiet time. And um, I don't know, I usually start really being creative and working on writing probably from 2 to 4.30 in the morning, which is kind of weird, but it's, it's my time. Uh, I think Sam said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's just uh, it's a musician life. Was that what you were always like or was that exacerbated by the cruise ship? Um, I've always been an night owl, but the cruise ship definitely pushed me to be an early morning owl. It's, it's uh, yeah, I'm, my sleeping schedules, I, I've been sleeping going to bed around four in the morning since I got on the cruise ship now, which is a little late for me, but um, I'm not complaining, you know? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, we talked about this, like when I worked at a newspaper that had a midnight deadline, it doesn't matter if you get right. off at one in the morning, you can't mm -hmm. just go to bed. Like I, I finished last night at 10 o'clock, but right. from nine to 10, I did an hour live alone. Like I talked right. for an hour. <laughs> That's going to be tough, man. So I took calls, which is something we haven't tried oh, no, a lot cool. because mm -hmm. they're not screened. So. Right. Uh, so anyone could say anything really it could, yeah i mean it's limited to our members so mm -hmm. uh you know you're not going to get too many bad things but a lot of it is like hey like uh, this small tap the small cap stock that's uh in the energy space like i just bought six shares what should i do and it's like well i've never heard of that stock i can't give right. you specific advice and kind of no matter how much you set the table like imagine if you got up and you said hey just want everybody to know i know a lot of stuff I don't know. I don't know any Elton John. Like, so like, don't right. ask for Elton John. Like, I really don't know any Elton John. <laughs> right. And then every third request was, Hey, can you talk about Elton John? Damn. The, right. The 
other challenge with it was is people aren't less necessarily listening for the, the whole hour. And there's a couple mm-hmm. of companies, uh, Zoom, we're recording this on Zoom right now. Zoom's right. had some news. We, a lot of people are interested in the stock. I might've just finished talking about it. And the next question is like, so tell me about Zoom. Right, and, right, right. You know, like you've listened to EEI where, where that happens all the time and they have right. screeners. Oh yeah, of course. But, but like, yeah, I realized pretty quickly in that if I was going to do like an hour straight with like no reaction, nobody talking, that was going to be very difficult. I had a plan right. for it. Um, and, and I since know if I try to do it again, if we're not going to take calls, I'm going to have like the producer at least have a mic. So if I need to just like ask him his favorite baseball team so I can have like a right. sip of water. Because right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you stop playing, the world right, kind of exactly. stops. Well, that's funny because I kind of related to like when I'm playing, I try to not to have any quiet, like while, like in between songs. I'm always just like, I play it, then I'm talking in between a song really quick while I'm tuning or putting the cable on. So to fill an hour of time, it's got to be hard, man. And especially it stinks because you probably put so much preparation into the show itself. And then to have somebody just come out of the blue with something that uh, really isn't a topic you've been talking about. So that's got to be tough. Yeah, it's tough because like we're like when we do like last night it was you know not that many people hundreds not thousands okay. when we're when we're doing them during the day it might be you know tens of thousands right that's cool and there might be six hundred questions in the queue and one guy might in like the typed queue that we're reading from and one guy might just keep putting in why are you ignoring my question why are you ignoring my question that's like, obnoxious I'm, I'm ignoring <laughs> your question because maybe I don't have anything to say about what you want or maybe. Right. I haven't even seen it and you have to give those disclaimers and look, I appreciate it. I'm getting, you know, people reaching out to me. So someone heard me yesterday, reached out on Facebook and just said, Hey man, I own a, a cigar bar in Delray. When this is over, come have a cigar. I and I'm like, that. you know, that's awesome. Or you don't own a cigar bar and I'm going to be ahead in a bag. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. so, so you know, I'm going to yelp that cigar bar first before, right. <laughs> before, I, before I head over. So right. before we close this up, uh, sure. Talk a little bit about, you know, the gigs you've been playing at home, how you're doing it, like what people can look forward to Saturday night. Yeah, man. Um, I could try to keep it loose. I don't take anything too seriously with music, which it's, I, I do, but you know, just my personality, I try to let be itself. Um, it's just, it's fun. Just, we have fun banter. I get some friends that go back and forth. Some people that have seen me on the road, um, just having comments and even people that I've never met before, but have followed me through Instagram and Facebook. There's good conversations that we have. And um, I try to keep the music, not too loud, not too low, but uh, a good comfortable uh, balance, I guess. And um, I have fun with it. So I like to have everybody else having fun, which is always the goal. So we just try to keep it light and fun the whole time. Is it hard to feel the energy when you're, you know, I, you know what a crowd looks like and right. you can't see us, we can see you. Right. Um, believe it, it's a different kind of energy. Um, I'm not going to say it's uh, not as great because I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. Um, cause I can see people ask me questions during songs, which I can't see while I'm at gigs if people don't do that. So it's, it adds a different element to it. And, um, the drinking kind of helps a little bit. I have a couple of beers, so <laughs> that, that gets me over the, the edge, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, as the person sponsoring the show, have as many beers as you like. I, I don't know what the <laughs> right. rules are at some of these gigs. If that's uh, okay I, with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be paying for the beers if that was uh, possible, <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Cause you know, we made the deal with Sam last week to do it and you know, he's stuck right. in Paris, which is really hard hit, you know, that, that's, that's tough, yeah. that, you know, if you're in a real city that is shut down and he's got some housemates. Mm-hmm. So at least he's not alone. Right. Yeah. But I saw a couple I, people walking around during a show. Yeah. I saw him play a few just like shows for his friends and the energy was just great. Right. Um, and 
you know, so, but, you know, sort of watching it, you realize how much is missed by not being next to people. You know, and oh, yeah. I was, I was chatting with friends in watch groups. I had, I had one friend who's, that, that was literally his five-year-old's daughter's first live performance she had ever seen that wasn't like wow. a Disney character. That's uh, cool. Yeah, and he messaged me. He's like, uh, I know she's a little young, but if, if Sam wants to get married, she's, she's completely <laughs> transfixed. A, a little bit of a difference in age said, there. But... I, I said, like, uh, even in France, I'm pretty sure that one's not allowed. <laughs> right, right. But he but, had a great show, man. It was, he had um, a lot of people commenting and stuff, and it seemed like the vibe was comfortable, and the sound was great. I don't know if he had any microphone equipment, but... It sounded the, great. When the he was only there. mistake he made is you couldn't hear him talk. Okay. Gotcha. So his, his guitar, the sound was, was absolutely amazing. And right. I kind of know his accent. So I could sort of piece together what he was saying, mm -hmm. but yeah. it, he wasn't really mic'd. So I, you know, right. I don't know if you have a lav mic or, or, or you know, a, a Bluetooth or something, some sort of, you know, mic for the words or just lean down into whatever you're using on the guitar. That's probably the route I'm going to take. Honestly, I'm yeah, a little I, bit lazy when it comes to all the technology. And actually I've seen, I watched some of your, your shows and I haven't had an issue understanding cool. you. That's good to know. Um, the Facebook technology is a little weird. So Facebook a, is rough. It's supposed to pop up. We created an event. It's supposed to pop up when you go live in your live feed. If you've RSVP'd, right. it doesn't go to that event page, which is preposterous mm. to me. Like there should be a link right there. So right. what I'm going to do and, and what you can do is the second you go live, create a watch party okay. and then all of your friends will see it. And I saw a lot of okay, my gotcha. friends doing that. So there were actually like, if you were watching like the Facebook number, there were maybe 40, 50 people at the peak watching Sam. The mm -hmm. reality is there are like a couple hundred people who are watching. Right. Cause of the, the watch party, right? Yeah. And like, okay. all cause I went to your page first and I saw your watch party. So, so I commented on that. And I noticed he wasn't uh, really acknowledging it. So like, huh, maybe he just didn't see it. And then I went to his page and he had his own stream going. So it was cool to see the differences in uh, how many people yeah. are in each party. And what was really cool is in his page, there were friends of his slash former cruise passengers from all over the world. Right. Like, Isn't that cool? Yeah, we were getting like Australians. And what I wanted to know is, you know, I bet there's someone in there that I've met or that I know or had a drink with <laughs> right. at some point, you know, no way right. to really figure that out. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of it was in French, which uh, I'm guessing you're going to stick to English. I'm going to try. Yeah. Might bust <laughs> out some Spanish. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of those things where like he was supposed to play an hour. I, and the set he did for an hour, I would have been more than thrilled with. Mm -hmm. And he just felt good. So he kept going. And you know, like, cool. I, I was that. hesitant to keep throwing out requests because I didn't want him to feel obligated to keep right. playing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, he just went and went and went. And I've actually seen that on a lot of the bands that are doing this. They'll say like, it's going to be seven to seven forty-five, And then right. like at like 10 o'clock, they're still playing because right. I don't know, where do you have to be? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, exactly. Because my uh, first time, I guess it was more like, because I didn't really know what I was getting into with uh, Instagram. I said I was going to go from, I think it was 6 to 6.30 and just throw it out there, see how it goes the first time around. And then I just kept going because everybody was kind of commenting in. And I, was, I planned on going over an hour, but I guess you get cut off with Instagram at one hour. So the, I guess the trick is to go to Facebook and try to figure out the best uh, video and audio quality. To keep yeah, going. It, it's, it's funny. Um, I've seen some of the, the bigger name musicians try to do it on multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. and they've all come back to Facebook. So as sort of really? frustrating as getting into it is, because uh, mm -hmm. I was watching that show on Instagram and you were obviously going to keep going. And then I don't know, yeah, like, does, a clock, does a clock pop off or does it literally just cut you off? 
I guess there, because the second time around, I, I was making sure I was looking at close to an hour. And I guess there's like a two minute countdown or something like that saying you have 120 seconds left. And um, I was mid song. I think I was playing a song by Childish Gambino. And then I just noticed, I looked to my left really quick at my phone. And it was just a blank screen saying your show, your show has ended. It's like, damn. But yeah. And the weird thing happened. on Instagram is it it's only still exists for a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the Facebook right. one does stay there. I guess forever. Like it's still, oh, no way. I didn't know yeah, that. you you could still find. And what I did, and you could probably do this on Instagram. I found a pretty easy, uh, probably not legal way to just rip it off <laughs> of Facebook. Okay. Uh, and, and again, just threw it up on a YouTube. That's not, uh, I mean, it's public, but it's no, no one would have any way of knowing it exists. So right, right. just, just to have it just to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like maybe we'll, maybe we'll do like a benefit CD or something at some point. If I can That'd figure cool. out, if I can figure out the, uh, the rights issues, but I know there's like a clearinghouse where you can do that kind of stuff. If you're, yeah. if you're marketing recordings, uh, cause some of the other artists I've watched have actually put out albums of covers and things like that. And I've talked That's about cool. the mechanics of it. Right. So trying to think if there's anything else we should talk about. Oh, so anyone who's watching, Steve is going to put out a Venmo tip jar. You yes. do not have to tip Steve. You should add that to the event page, which uh, you do I have will. access Absolutely. to. So ask yeah. me tomorrow if you have any trouble and folks, yep. a, a dollar, $5, $10, whatever it is, anything realize that musicians aren't working. Uh, right. Many of my friends were really generous to Sam. And that one was really tricky because you can't use Venmo in France. Right. So you were saying we had to use this really complicated uh, software called TransferWise. It's a pretty good app. They didn't charge that much, but we had to use my Venmo, which looks super sketchy. Like it's my name. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're taking all the benefits. Yeah. It looks like I, I've yeah. got this guy playing and I'm taking. So, but it was pretty cool to like be able to send, to send Sam, like, you know, a, a nice amount of money on top of what he was doing. And look, I think a lot of that was, was from his friends in addition to, to some of my mm-hmm. friends and family, some of my friends and family who don't use that technology, you know, called and said, Oh, Hey, we want to kick in 10 bucks. Like, and cool. I'll never see that money, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't ever ask for it either. It's, it, it, that's not the point of this. Um, but musicians, anyone, you know, they can't work right now. You know, there, you can't even like, if you're in a band, is there even a way to practice digitally? Is that right. is technology good enough to do that yet? Uh, there's a thing on, uh, that I just downloaded. I think it's called discord. And um, I didn't have it downloaded with the intention of playing music with my friends and stuff. But uh, I was talking to my buddy one night and we were listening to music, which you can do live. And like, he was singing along. I was like, wait, this isn't time right now. So I busted out my guitar and then we just had a little jam session for about 20, 30 minutes. And that kind of worked a little bit. So I'm hoping people are aware of that kind of technology. I think Discord is a great way to go. Now, can you broadcast from Discord? Uh, that I don't know. I'm right, again. I'm not great with technology, but I, I've heard Twitch is great for it. So, okay, uh, so yeah, let, let me explore that because if if this goes longer, maybe we'll get like an all star band together. And, yeah, you know, yeah, see what absolutely. we could do. You know, get uh you get and Amber and, and Ross and and, and, and <laughs> oh, see, yeah, yeah. see you know see what we could do and and just be fun to watch a jam. And I wish you were there to hear some of the jams that we had at like four in the morning sometimes in the ship. Man, they probably didn't sound so great, but to us it did. We were a little. I look it up, but we had some fun times. So that's one of the frustrating thing as a, things as a recurring passenger who, you know, I'm not I mean, literally, I've made three friends. It's not, it's not like I've made like hundreds of friends, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, three people I talk to in the real world. And there are some real rules about how you can interact. It's not me who'd get in trouble. It's right. you who'd get in trouble. So like, yeah. you know, like we could sit down at like the private Island and have a meal together, 
but like you're not allowed in certain rooms you're not allowed in certain right. parts of the ship and that is you know obviously for liability reasons because i'm sure passengers uh were dropping their room number in your tip jar and other suggestive times. things like that yeah i mean they might have been tempted but um i've, I've met i think maybe six or seven people that got uh, kicked off the ship for those reasons. So you can't uh, take those chances if you want to keep your job. Yeah. I, I, I watched it happen to Sam. Like it was never, well, it wasn't never the woman. It was sometimes the woman, but for okay. some reason the mother would approach him and be like, you yes. have to meet my daughter. Yes. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> did, you, did you get that? Oh, all the time, man. It's sometimes, I mean, I don't blame them because like, I mean, I get nervous around people too, but like the mothers have no problem just walking up and say, Hey, this is my daughter, Stephanie. She'd love to talk to you after the show. I was like, sure. It sounds great. And it happens more times than not. Is this the only scenario where a mom is like excited to her daughter to date a musician? Huh. Like that's, that's, right? that's not generally thought of as a good career. Right. There's, like eight, there's like eight Springsteen songs about you know, the parents not wanting him to date various people. Right. Maybe it's the, the lack of uh, the tight shirts and uh, skinny jeans. Well, I'm wondering if like, it's just like, oh, wait, now he's not only a musician, but he like has a job. <laughs> that... Right. Yeah. So it depends. So we're going to do this Saturday night at seven o'clock. Um, yeah. This has been a loose and ridiculous show, Steve. I thank you for doing it. Um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get a bunch of people and talk at some point. Uh, yeah. my ability to talk may not hold out all that much longer with, <laughs> with even that whiskey, man. <laughs> what do you do for your voice? Honestly? Um, well, I warm up at my voice every time before I'm going to play, I do like maybe 10, 12 minutes of warm ups, And, uh, then I have a glass of Jameson ginger before I play a couple during the time. And then I, um, kind of recover with one afterwards and that's about, that's about it. So is that like the same routine the opera singers are doing, basically? No, no. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, no hot water and lemon for you. Just. You heard it here first. <laughs> right. uh, I, I, I may try that later. Steve, thank you. Give it a shot. Thanks, appreciate, Dan. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I'll see you Saturday.